price drop? Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right along with Laura Reynolds as she talks to the auto designers, creators, and makers about the automobiles we love as we go Driving in Heels. It's Driving in Heels. I'm Laura Reynolds, your host. And on this week's show, I talk directly to Toyota Motor Corporation about the 2021 Toyota Supra. It's sleek, it's sexy, and its speed will amaze you. Then I'll talk to Ford Technical Fellow Sustainability, Debbie Molesky. She says Ford is teaming up with HP to recycle spent 3D printed powders and materials to make parts. So let's get started with Toyota marketing manager, Nick Miller, and the 2021 Toyota Supra. And man, what a gorgeous, sleek, sexy car. So Nick, go ahead, give us a walk around of the 2021 Supra. So you hit on, I think all the words that you used to describe it were perfect, gorgeous, sexy, sleek you know it's one of the first times actually that we've uh, that our our president akio toyota has referred to toyota product as sexy i think the first time might have been with the camry um the new generation of camry that came out so the the supra look i started with the company i'm actually coming up april 5th will be 20 years for me so i started when i was in middle school with toyota <laughs> and i came on right after we stopped selling supra some 20 some odd years ago. So I just missed all of the fun that the company had to offer at that point in time. But now I'm here 20 years later and I get to be part of the the rebrand or the relaunch of Supra. And it's got to be one of the most exciting jobs. I think anybody who's a car fan obviously could have. So, um, you know, this vehicle, we brought it back to market in 2019, which seems like forever ago. And then we rolled right into COVID and all the challenges that came along with COVID. But I will tell you, I think, uh, you know, when you look at the industry, a lot of things have happened in that time frame. Consumers' purchases and mind frame have shifted significantly from cars to trucks and SUVs. I see, you know, cardboard plates in the neighborhood all the time with brand new uh, SUVs and pickup trucks. And I go, oh, just people don't forget about how fun it is to get out and drive a sports car. And right now is the best time. And actually, surprisingly, our sales really haven't been impacted by COVID at all because I think it gives consumers an opportunity to get out and do something that's safe. Uh, you know, you don't have to wear a mask in your car. You can take your spouse out and get out and, and hit the twisties uh, in the canyons. Or if you're like me in Texas, you can find a long, flat piece of land somewhere to go out and, and still enjoy the car. Um, you know, going from model year 20 to, to 21, we were fortunate enough to get some different tuning and some different parts on the vehicle to increase it to 300 
82 horsepower, taking the zero to 60 time, just down to under four seconds at 3.9. You know, some other outlets have tested it at even faster than that, which puts it in your supercar territory, all in the package of around $50,000, which is really unheard of. It's really kind of hard to, to match that type of performance for that price there. So, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say it's a beautiful car. It really is. And I, I think that's one of the cars that you love to have parked in your driveway and take out on the weekends and take out on the tollways for sure. Oh, yeah. And don't forget about the track. If, <laughs> if you haven't had an opportunity to take Super out on the track, it is it's the most fun that I've had on four wheels. And fortunately, as you know, one of the, the managers within Toyota, obviously overseeing Supra, I've had a lot of opportunities to get behind the wheel of the car. As much as I'd love to have one parked in my driveway right now, I have a couple at, at my disposal, fortunately, uh, to give me the opportunity to go out and, and take it for a rip up the tollway or some of the back roads here. I was just joking. There are some actually some nice roads in Texas to drive on. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, we've we've got a great relationship with some folks up at Eagles Canyon Raceway up in Decatur as well. And I've had plenty of time to to get that vehicle out on the track. And it is it's it's made me a better driver, both on the track and on the road. So it's it's just such a fun car to drive. Really? Why? Why do you say that it's made you a better driver? Well, if you take a look at some of the in the tuning of the vehicle, first off, with an active rear differential, um, it, when you come out of the turns, it the car just knows when to appropriately apply power to the rear wheels and keep you on course. Um, and then when you've got some limited VSC in there, you know, on, on track mode or on sport mode, uh, it really keeps the car from getting upset out on the track. As hard as you try to push that car, it, it wants to stay on the road. So I've been able to push it as, as hard as I can and, and keep it within the curbs about 99% of the time. <laughs> So what does it feel like to be in the cabin when you're driving that car? You know, when you look out over the hood, it's really cool. You get to see a little bit of the flared fenders there on the vehicle, but it's, it's planted perfectly. The vehicle was built to have that golden ratio met, right? So when you look at the, the ratio between the, the track and the wheelbase of the vehicle, it's, it's in the perfect place um, with an almost perfect 50, 50 balance, you know, the, the right amount of weight over the rear wheels versus the front wheels. It's, it's perfectly um, positioned as a track driver. So you can go out to the track, let a couple of PSI out of the tires, have fun all day long on the track and then get back in the car, reinflate the tires a little bit. And it's just as fun to drive on the road. Um, for as firm as, as the suspension is out on the track, it's really a nice ride on the street as well. And, for people who, who um, this is important for fuel economy, I've heard stories from folks getting upwards of 35, 36 miles per gallon on the highway too. So when you dump a lot of your fuel at the track, it's nice to know you could still, still get home with some fuel left in the tank. That's surprising. I, I wouldn't have thought that the uh, miles per gallon were so good. Yeah, I think with, with an eight-speed automatic transmission, uh, it, it just gives you a lot of gear range in there to allow for a lot of front end torque and acceleration and also allow for you to, to cruise at a nice speed and not burn a ton of fuel as well. So it's, it's really kind of a great car over overall, all around. Well, let's talk tech. Tell us some of the tech in the interior. 
So um, on the interior, the vehicle is uh, mated with, where you, with an optional uh, JBL 12-peak speaker audio system. Um, wireless Apple CarPlay is available in it as well. The seats, and I'm speaking mostly on, on a majority of what we sell here, 66% or, or more of them are the 3.0 premium. So I'm speaking to that specifically right now. But, um, you know, it's got a, a beautiful leather interior with cross-stitching. Uh, it's well appointed all throughout the vehicle. If, if you love to have the, uh, the HUD display up, you know, it's nice to be able to look through the windshield as, as you learn driving on the track, you always want to be looking down the road. Um, but even on the, even on the, the highways and, and back roads here, it's nice to be able to, to look through the windshield and, and see your speed and everything projected up front of you with the, with the available HUD. Um, you know, that back to that seat. You know, it's a 14-way adjustable seat, so you can move the bolsters around to keep you really, I always like to say the car kind of gives you a hug as you're, as you're on the track and, and hitting a lot of those turns. Um, and you can soften it up a bit for a nice long highway drive as well. So, uh, you know, for a two-seater sports car, it's, it's a great track car, but it's also a great tourer as well. That has got to be a lot of fun. I think you just made everyone's commute better. Yeah, I've seen more and more of them on, on the toll roads too. So uh, <laughs> people are obviously taking us up on the offer to, to get out there and, and have fun on the roads with them. I love the exterior. Like I was saying earlier, it's very sleek and aerodynamic looking. Can you tell us a little bit about the design of the exterior? Yeah, sure. So if you really kind of take a look at the vehicle from the front, it's, you'll notice it has a big wide mouth on it. Um, Actually, before jumping into that, I would like to say um, the Supra was designed to have really that quintessential sports car reverse wedge shape to it. And if you look back at one of the vehicles that we brought to market back in the 60s, the 2000 GT, uh, if you hold those vehicles side by side and if you, and if you compare it also to the Mark IV or the A80, uh, they have a very, very similar silhouette. So this vehicle was built kind of with that historical mind frame uh, to, to be the quintessential sports car. But back to the, to the front end of it, you'll notice it's got a very iconic uh, set of headlights and LED daytime running lights. It's got a nice wide open grill, and that's very purposeful, obviously, to allow for a lot, a lot of airflow uh, into the engine compartment, to allow for cooling and uh, for, for amount of, you know, the amount of compression that you need to, to produce that, that type of horsepower. And then as you, as you look down the sides, it, the vehicle's got some very, very uh, broad and distinct rear fenders that really kind of set it apart and give it that unique look. Um, if you, one of the things that I love most about the car is the, the, the Brembo front brakes on it, that nice red powder-coated paint with the Toyota Supra logo on it as well. And one of the things that's iconic for Supra is that double bubble roof, right? So that was built for a couple of reasons. One, I think it looks awesome. Probably not why it was built, but that's just my personal opinion. Uh, two, to allow for a little bit more room on the interior of the cabin if you were to pop into it with a helmet on. But three, that, that design really allows air to funnel over the, the roof of the vehicle down and specifically onto the duckbill spoiler on the rear. So it helps create additional downforce, which is important when you're out on the track and in a rear-wheel drive vehicle. And then as you move around to the rear, it's probably, uh, you know, one of, one of the best looking angles of the car as well. You'll, you'll see that, that rear, dif um, rear diffuser with the exhaust kind of built into it. 
And I love the, the duck bill, the kind of duck bill built in rear spoiler of the vehicle. So just all in all, it's got a very iconic look to it. And uh, it's just this fantastic car to look at. It's okay. We're on the radio. We can just say the back end is badass. <laughs> I'll let you say that, but I'll agree. <laughs> I just love it. It just looks so good. Now we've teased a little bit about how fast it can go and we hinted at horsepower, but go ahead and tell us about that thing can haul. It does. Yeah. It's we've tested it um, from zero to 60 in 3.9 seconds. So that, that puts you really close to, to, to hypercar supercar territory there. Um, other outlets have tested it and, and gotten to zero to 60 lower than that too, which is fantastic. Um, horsepower coming in at 382 horsepower and 368 foot, foot pounds of torque. Um, that is helped by the, the turbo, obviously in the vehicle and that inline six, uh, the inline six being something that was one of Accio's uh, necessities when, when designing this, this Supra, bringing Supra to market is that it had to, like the other Supras, have an inline six cylinder. Um, and that, that torque is really met and felt right up front. So the, the old school turbos that took a while to spool up when you stepped on the, on the gas, um, this being a twin scroll Supra, uh, you get torque initially right off the bat, plenty to throw you back into the seat. That's what I was thinking. Sometimes there's a little bit of a lag, but I love it that, you know, as soon as you hit that gas, you are off. Yeah, for, for sure. And as a result of all that, you've got this very, very distinct um, engine sound coming out of the, the dual exhaust on the back as well with the burbles and pops um, as you let off the accelerator. It just it sounds phenomenal. Now, are there any specialty colors or specialty trims that you have out for it? Uh, for, for 2021, uh, we did build an A91 special edition. Uh, A91 kind of reminiscent of a couple of things. So the, the Supra that was brought to market in 2019 or the model year 20 was referred to as the A90. It's the next in the succession of A, so on and so forth, model year or model generation Supras, I should say. Um, when the enhancements were made to the motor to give it, uh, take it from 335 to 382 horsepower, our, our engineers kind of dubbed it the A91. So we figured it'd be a great way to utilize that and create a fun name for the vehicle. So we, we named it the A91 Special Edition. Um, that vehicle comes in a in two colors. Uh, refraction is probably the one that most people are, are, I would say, most aware of. It's this beautiful blue that was available just for that Special Edition. We built roughly 1,000 of both of them, uh, or let's say roughly 1,000 of the Special Edition, about 500 in black and 500 in blue. So uh, for that year, that's definitely the most special of colors. And then very, very limited production. We, we have what we call a Phantom. It's a, a matte gray available as well. Do you so have, those, those are really the two. Do you have any left at all? Any Supras? Yeah, any of the uh, special editions. There, the, I, I check that number almost daily. There are a few left. And I don't know if, uh, if dealers are, are hanging on to them as collector items or they just haven't been reported yet. You know, we've got our, our month end close here in about two days and we're on track probably to set a, an all time best ever a super sales month. So it, it's been phenomenal. But yeah, there's, there's a couple of them left if you're fortunate enough to find one out there somewhere. That's awesome that you've got such a great response about this new Supra. 
yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, it's again, it's been 20 years in the making. Um, I, one of the things I think is probably, probably help with that too, is, you know, we've got this offer, uh, not an offer, but every time you purchase a super, it comes with a complimentary membership for NASA, the national auto sport association. Right. So think, uh, think racing, not, not men on the moon. Uh, but, and with that, you get a, a free high performance, um, driving event as well. Right. So what that entails or what really, what that means is you could take your Supra that you just bought from a dealer. You could sign up for one of these events, take it to one of about 46 to 50 different locations across the country and get your Supra out on the track with a professional driver, um, right seat. If you're comfortable enough, obviously during COVID to do that, or you could do lead and follow and they'll put you through the paces in your, in your brand new car. And it's fantastic. All obviously complimentary when you purchase a, a 20 or 21 model year Supra. Ah, oh, that is just too awesome. I mean, what better way to be introduced to your new Supra than to take it out on a track with a professional driver? Exactly. Put it, put it through its paces. Oh my God. I, I would definitely have to videotape that because nobody would ever believe me. Uh, there's actually, believe it or not, many of the folks who have taken us up on this opportunity, about, about 15% of all, all people who have bought one have done it so far. Um, many of them, it's their first time ever being on the track. And most people after coming out of the car said they're going to do plenty more with it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So do you have some loose demographics about who loves the Supra? Yeah, sure. I, I, I don't know if it comes as, as a surprise to anybody, but it's about 92% male is the buyer demographic. So we do have about 8% of the ladies out there are, are buying that car and we'd love to see more. Um, the, the percentage of the women who are actually attending those high performance driving events is, is quite a bit higher, you know, 50, uh, maybe 15%. So double what our buyers are, which is great to get women out on the track as well. Um, for, for m many of those people, um, you know, it's, it's their, I say first time, about 40% of them are brand new to Toyota trading in uh, other sports cars. A majority of what we see on trade are Corvettes. We've seen some Camaros coming in on trade, Mustangs, some Porsches on trade. Um, but, but we've also taken a lot of consideration, uh, consideration away from other manufacturers as well. A lot of folks considering Corvettes. Uh, Mustangs, 911s, 718 Caymans um, have decided to, to come to Toyota and purchase the Supra, which is just fantastic for us from a brand standpoint. Um, you know, I don't think we set out to sell as many Supras as we would Camrys, really, but the idea there was to build a halo for Toyota and really introduce this uh, Toyota Gazoo Racing to the U.S. market through a totally awesome car. And if you look at that from an objective standpoint, I'd say we've, we've achieved that objective. Um, we've done a nice job aging down our, our total buyers as well. The average age for someone buying a Supra is 40 years old. And we haven't talked much about the 2.0, right? the four-cylinder uh, turbocharged Supra that we have starting around $43,000. That at the average age on that vehicle to this point is about 27 years old. So a, a much younger buyer getting out there and taking the opportunity to, to get into a, a Supra as well. That's always great when you get those younger buyers, because once you got them in, they love the car. They're probably going to be a fan, you know, for right. life and, and trade up for the big one. 
Yeah. And we've seen actually a, a good amount of these customers. It's their, not their first, but their second or third vehicle and household as well, which to me makes sense. You buy a sports car. It's probably not your primary means of transportation. It's something you save for the weekend or to go out and impress somebody or to get out on the track and, and go have fun. But a lot of folks are, are taking the opportunity to take their car out on track. Um, they're really kind of joining this car culture getting out on the weekends and taking it to, to meetups wherever, you know, if they have a possibility, obviously COVID's created a lot of challenges since then, but um, to get out and do a cars and coffee or a local ride or some type of organized car run or something has been a, a pretty fun pastime for a lot of these folks as well. Now, you know, all of the bells and whistles and all the options that are available. So I want you to build me your perfect Supra. So that's a great question. If I had to put one in my driveway today, I would really be looking at the A91 special edition in refraction. I think that blue is just an absolutely gorgeous color on the car. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of contrast as well. So my, my primary driver is a TRD Pro 4Runner in white. And I love the contrast between the white and the black on it. So if I wasn't able to go out and find that A91, my next favorite color would probably be the white, uh, absolute zero. I love the white and the, the contrast between some of the black trim on there. I'd probably try to outfit it with a, a pair of black wheels as well, like the black wheels on the, on the A91 um, with, with all the bells and whistles on the inside. Obviously, a driver's assist package to make sure that I'm, uh, that I'm all set up there with, with um, the blind spot monitor and all the additional equipment. That comes with it as well. So, of course, I, I would load it up and and uh, and have that sitting in my driveway, shining out there for all the neighbors to see. <laughs> yeah, I think so, and I think you would have a lot of new friends too. Yeah, hey, <laughs> why not? Why not? You know, um, tell us a little bit about the tires. Are there any um, specially wheel options that we can get? So, uh, right now, the only I wouldn't say optional. It's a standard wheel in our special editions. You can get a matte black wheel for it, but um, it's a it's a 19 inch forged alloy wheel. Um, the 2.0 has an has an 18 inch cast aluminum wheel as well. So both of those vehicles have their own respective wheel. Um, at this point in time, there we don't have an optional or accessory wheel for it. Just through you know the next special edition that's available for the vehicle. Um, but the wheels that are on it are built specifically or purposefully for the vehicle being forged aluminum is, is very, very lightweight, um, helps cut the, uh, the unsprung weight on the vehicle down. So when you're out on the track, that's kind of one less thing you have to worry about. And that's made it obviously with, with a nice set of, uh, Michelin pilot sport tires as well that were built, uh, specifically for Supra. Is there anything you can tease us about in 2022? We promise not to tell anyone. Uh, well, no one's listening to it. No one's listening, right? I can tell you. It's just you yeah, and I. Yeah, yeah. just me. Um, <laughs> one, of, one of the commitments that we've made on the Toyota side and, and through our Toyota Gazoo racing team here is that every year we've made a commitment to bring something new to the market with Supra, a new special edition. So while I can't divulge anything about that specific vehicle, I can, I can let you know that, uh, that something is coming and we'll be able to announce that to the public in the next uh, couple of months coming up here. So stay tuned for that. Oh, cool. Super fans are going to love this. And that means I'm putting you on my calendar and I'm going to be checking back in with you. 
Oh, perfect. I'd love to come back on and talk more. <laughs> well, is there anything that I have forgotten to ask you that you're like, God, it's the most important question, Laura? Uh, probably not the most important. I think you touched on a lot of those, but um, I, I probably couldn't get away without talking about motorsports as well. Um, yeah, this is the first time last year, I should say, was, was the first time where we entered Supra into Formula Drift. So we're working with, with two of our race partners with uh, Papadakis Racing and Gretti. Um, Frederick Osbo is driving the Papadakis Supra and Ken Gushi is driving the, the Gretti Supra. Um, they both had a, a great year. It's kind of their inaugural um, Supra entrance. Uh, Fred actually won his first race in a Supra last year. And they'll be continuing this year as well. I believe in May when the season kicks off, they'll both be driving Supra again in Formula Drift. And then um, our friends over in Europe uh, in, in collaboration have helped build the GT4 Supra as well. So if, you know, 50,000, um, you know, wasn't enough for you, you could go out and, and buy a GT4 Supra for about 175,000 euro. Uh, now I will have to note that they are only for the track. You cannot drive them on the street, but, um, we had our first win in an SRO race actually a couple weekends ago with the GT4 Supra as well. So, um, if you're big into motorsports, you know, you can keep an open eye watch formula drift. Uh, you can watch GT4 and then actually inside of the Xfinity series through NASCAR, um, we've got some, some Supras out there running around the track as well. So. I'd say kind of no matter where you look, you may have a nice, uh, fun experience spotting some Supras throughout motorsports. Well, and that's exciting that you guys are going in so deep with the uh, motorsports because everything that you do on the track, I think eventually gets applied to the commercial vehicles that we all drive. It does. And that's especially um, important as you look at Toyota Gazoo racing, right? Something we'll be talking about a little bit more um, as the year unfolds, uh, getting a little bit more into Toyota Gazoo racing, but it's one of the tenets of the company is to really take vehicles and put them through their paces on the track to make better cars and to make better engineers to help them make better cars. Thank you again to Nick Miller for joining us. Make sure to subscribe to Driving in Heels to hear more manufacturer interviews every week. When we return, we'll hear from Ford Motor Company about how they're recycling 3D printer materials to make parts for some of their F-Series trucks. I'll talk to Ford Technical Fellow Sustainability Debbie Molesky next on Driving in Heels. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? 
It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Driving in Heels with Laura Reynolds. Each week, Laura talks with auto manufacturers to keep you in the know about the latest and greatest in the cars, trucks, and SUVs you love to drive. Here's more Driving in Heels with Laura Reynolds. I'm Laura Reynolds, and you're listening to Driving in Heels. And in this segment, I'm talking to Ford Technical Fellow Sustainability Debbie Molesky. If you're currently driving an F-Series truck, chances are your fuel line clips are made from recycled 3D printer materials, and it's saving you money. This press release that you guys have sent out is so cool that you're using recycled HP printers to build vehicles. I just love it. Tell us how all of this works. Yeah, so I was recently, I've been working in sustainable materials, so soy foam, the agave fiber, to um, tree fiber to fill plastics, trying to reduce Ford's impact on the environment. And I know everyone loves 3D printing. We all love it. You can print exactly what you want, right? Especially car people, you could print a part that's out of production for yourself and put it on your vehicle. But if you look at every 3D printing process, it produces a lot of waste along with that great part. And so I was at one of our advanced manufacturing centers looking at the HP printer and I saw the powder going into this big barrel on the side. So you print and then you have to dig the parts out of the powder and all that excess powder just goes to landfill. When I heard landfill, I thought, oh my gosh, it's, it's pure, it's white, it's beautiful. It's not degraded. Why can't we use that for something? And so our team set off on a mission uh, about a year ago. And in automotive, that's lightning fast to do something in a year. Um, we took the powder and shipped it to a company that HP um, uh, directed us to called Laverne. They knew how to clean the powder. We made it into pellets for injection molding. And then we started to mold fuel clips for our F-250, 350, and 450. And they're on vehicles now. So we're super excited. No landfill. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, that's really neat. I mean, so you're recycling all of this unused material and yes. I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, these parts are lighter once they, they go are, they are a little bit lighter and it's because the material that we're using for, to print our prototype parts with the 3d printers, it's actually a little better than the material that we're replacing on the vehicle. And so the customer is winning because there's a 7% weight reduction, but we also have better chemical resistance and lower moisture pickup. And so they are actually getting a better clip. So this is something we're really proud of. We're saving Ford, um, throwing this stuff into landfill. We're reusing something that would have been waste. 
we are giving the customer something better and we're actually saving a little money because we don't have to buy the materials that we were molding out of previously. We have just this waste sitting on campus. Wow. I mean, I would have never guessed that it was 7% lighter. That, that seems like a lot to me. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's so, you know, if you start lightweighting holistically on a vehicle, you really can save fuel or increase battery range. So this is something we're trying to do little by little is to, you know, meet all of the requirements. And that's sometimes tough to do. Everyone wants their vehicle to be as durable as possible. And so do we, but when we can get these weight reductions, we take them. And a lot of times the natural materials like wheat straw, like agave fiber, um, like tree fiber are lighter weight than the things we mine from the earth, like talc and glass fiber. And so nat when you use natural materials, you save weight a lot of the time. See, and you talked about how, you know, it's a sustainable, but it also reduces weight It increases fuel economy. And I'm thinking, well, a lighter vehicle goes faster. I can go faster now. Yes. And that's, you know, saving fuel is a sustainability uh, play as well. So, you know, this, I work in the materials arena, but Ford is really trying to provide our customers with sustainable options. So we're really betting big on battery vehicles. Um, there'll be lots of choices coming out, but in addition to that, we're trying to minimize our impact on the water, on the air and on, you know, keep everything out of landfill. And so I think if this is a demonstration of just the start of looking within ourselves and within other industries and start exchanging some of these materials, maybe if I don't have a use for a waste product, maybe another company does. You know, as, as engineers, you guys must've been really excited to see the results of, you know, being able to repurpose this stuff. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people don't like people love to talk. But when it comes to trying things, they sort of hesitate, they get afraid. There's That's one thing in our group at Ford, in the sustainability group, we are not, we are fearless. We are fearless. And so we were like, can we get these pow this powder into pellets? Can we modify that formulation to go in injection molding? Can we try to make parts? You know, it didn't work immediately. Sometimes the parts stuck in the mold. We had to go back and modify with Laverne, the formulation. But this material is now beautiful. It molds beautiful. It's better than the last material. And so, you know, you can get there. You just got to put a little elbow grease in. Can you see down the line, maybe um, that say I have to take my F-250 in for, you know, service and they need a new part. Can you see that that Ford service center that they be, be able to manufacture the part there? Yeah, that's some of the things we're looking at is inventory and anticipating what parts are going to be needed at various dealers and even in our manufacturing plants to keep the equipment up. Um, we have to store millions of parts at the plant just in case something breaks. And so they are really ramping up on 3D printers to be able to do just that. Like if a, a press breaks and a certain part needs to be replaced, you don't have to order it. You don't have to stock it up. You just print it out. Right. Um, and so, yeah, that's exactly where we're probably going to go in the long run. You'll be able to customize your vehicle and they'll print some things right at the plant to put on to production vehicles as well. 
Oh, wow. I mean, that's cool. And now, now you can customize or well, soon you'll be able to customize your vehicle even more. And that's what we all like is having something unique. Yes. Yes. So imagine if you had certain designs for your um, shifter knob or your like the where the airbag comes out, the little a plaque that could be there or where the wood strip is, you could pick some other uh, your favorite colors, your favorite teams, things like that. So, yeah, we're looking at customization. Um, and so here's the bottom line is I just wanted to be upfront instead of behind before we start generating the waste from 3D printing, you always are going to generate some, right? We try to minimize our waste and HP actually is fantastic. They already were the lowest amount of waste in the industry. And so when you approach a company like that and you say, we want to go to zero waste, we want to figure out how to use the waste and they were all on board. And so kudos to them for working with us on this, right? Yeah. Do you see zero waste coming soon? Yeah, that's pretty much what my job is. Not only to see new materials and more environmental materials, but really to look at where, I don't even like the word waste, look at where we have available materials from our processes. And it doesn't all have to go back to Ford. Maybe a athletic shoemaker wants some of our waste materials, maybe a shampoo bottle company wants it. And so I think the faster we start expanding our networks and thinking about how we can interact together, then, um, you know, we can really reduce and, and help keep the planet green. Um, I was working initially with farmers on things like wheat straw and agave fiber, and they just love the idea of not, of getting revenue for their product that they, I mean, wheat straw, they had nothing to do with it. They put a little bit back into the ground to fertilize, but the rest of it, believe it or not, they lit it on fire and tried to get rid of it, right? You create greenhouse gas, no human benefit. But when we came along and said, we want to reinforce our bins in the car with wheat straw, they were like, oh, they can sell it now. That is just amazing. Um, I'm going to jump back real quick when you were talking about inventory. Um, so if if we get enough 3D printers in the plants, I mean, you could even shrink the plant size down. Yeah, the printers are small now, so we can't print very large parts um, and they're too slow, right? So that's why we're sort of relegated in this prototypes, fixtures, and very low volume. So we have parts in a specific uh, Raptor truck that is going to China in hundreds, right? The volume of hundreds. Um, we have a part in the Ford GT, which is a very low volume sort of race car vehicle. Um, but you know, in the future, when they get faster and when they get bigger, when you get bigger, you can print more at the same time, then you could imagine doing it for uh, you know volumes around Lincoln first and then moving up to things like F-150. Okay, Debbie, you pick the vehicle, okay? Yes. And then you tell us where we can find repurposed wheat straw, the agave, you know, where we can find, you know, the recycled 3D printer, where we can find it in that vehicle. Okay, so the uh, soy-based foam, which is using U.S. soybean oil, um, is in every single product that Ford makes in North America. So if you're driving a Ford and it's 
the last 12 years you have soy-based foam in it. <laughs> Isn't that cool? People don't know. Um, we substituted soybean oil for petroleum-based oil in that application. If you're driving a Ford Flex that has wheat straw bins in it, um, if you are driving an Escape, you have a headliner that is made from soy foam as well as the seat cushions, backs, and headrests. Um, we have a lot of applications where we're using recycled bottles for underbody shields. That's in probably 15 different programs. Most Ford vehicles have that. And this particular innovation we're talking about today, reusing the uh, waste powder, is in F250, 350, 450. Um, and it started last November. So if you buy a new one now, you will have the fuel clips made from HP's waste powder. You know, now that you have mentioned all those, I, I feel like I want to go to a Ford lot, you know, a dealership and look at all the different parts that you just mentioned. See if I can tell. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times you can't, right? The foam is covered, um, but that's our next step. So that's a very interesting thought is our next step is to try and show off some of these materials. So maybe you could have rice hulls as part of your trim in the interior. And, you know, the, the Southeast of the country grows rice, the middle of the country grows wheat. Maybe they'd like to have wheat straw as their trim. And uh, each of those fibers has a little bit different look. I think they're beautiful. And so, um, you know, you may see it someday. <laughs> Wow. You know, what a cool concept. The fact that, you know, if I'm online, you know, choosing my new Ford, I could choose the, the materials that go in it and be more green. Yeah. So we're looking at ocean plastic for the future. You may see that being launched. Um, so this is reclaimed uh, fishing nets that uh, the fishermen tend to just throw into the ocean when they um, pull out a brand new one. Um, we're, we're trying to encourage them with a company called DSM to bring those fishing nets back and we're trying to use them in various applications. We're even, I'll tell you this crazy one, we're even trying to use carbon dioxide emissions from our plants to make new plastic materials. So imagine the future, instead of seeing that smokestack with the carbon dioxide coming up, it'll be sequestered and made into new materials. That's my dream. Oh, wow. That's so interesting because I can see like a, a cap on top of the chimneys and it just recycles back into the plant. That's exactly what I hope for. Yes, you can make certain materials out of CO2 and people are working very hard. So it's not me alone. It's a lot of big, smart people trying to solve some of these issues. And I love it. That is too cool. You know, I, I want to see like a, a clear car so that, and then all the parts that are recycled highlighted. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, if, if you're anybody who's listening wants to take a look at www.media.ford.com, there's an article, the article on the HP collaboration, but then there's also some information about sustainability at Ford and some of these projects. So if you know, if anybody's super interested in getting into the details, um, they can go there and take a look. You have just changed some minds today because I think, you know, some people who are really, really into, you know, the environment and green and, you know, and how they shop, you know, now they can go back and think, you know, it's not a gas guzzler anymore. You know, it's, it's getting better every day. Yes. Yes. I think it is. 
they called it like a, a sustainable revolution was one of the uh, the title for this uh, HP release. And I was so excited about that because I feel like I really am part of a sustainable re- revolution with the batteries coming and clean power coming for our grid. It is an exciting time, isn't it? It is. I mean, and this is so interesting. It just seems like you know, we started off in the the 50s and 40s with these huge hulking iron metal cars, and they're just getting better all the time. Yeah, but you're talking about, you know, the 40s and stuff. Actually, Henry Ford, this your listeners might be interested, was really a pioneer in this area. So he looked at soybean oil um, as enamel, paint enamels. He looked at wheat straw in um, steering wheels. So really the Ford Motor Company has this long history. I didn't know about it when I started working in this arena until I launched Soy Foam. And then people started telling me, is this like what Henry Ford did? And I was like, oh, I better go look. But we do have Bill Ford at the company. He's great grandson, very active within the company. And he's always supported um, any sort of environmental uh, work that we're doing. So yeah, I think it really is very deep in the DNA of Ford to do this. That really surprises me. I, I think, you know, most of us would say, oh, we didn't start worrying about the environment until, I don't know, maybe the 80s, 1980s or something like that. But I mean, Ford has been doing it all along. Yeah, he was into camping and there's a whole history of him going camping with Edison um, and being a naturalist and trying and he was. He was also accused of being like super cheap. And so he was always trying to use whatever available. Um, so there's lots and lots of stories about um, Henry Ford. And he really believed that agriculture and industry should work side by side, should use each other's products. And I love that. I think, you know, if if I use the corn from the farmer, he's more likely to say, hey, I want the F-150 because it's using my corn in it, Right. Very true. That's very true. Well, Debbie, I know you have these interviews back to back, so I, I don't want to be, you know, greedy here. But is there <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to add that we haven't touched on? Well, I just hope everybody, you know, this this is a small demonstration of what's possible. I hope everybody looks around them and looks for waste and reconsiders. Maybe it's not waste. Maybe we can use it for something else. And and I'm happy to partner with anybody to work toward a greener planet. So and and we should have fun with it. That is awesome. I cannot wait to see what you guys do next. Thanks again to Debbie Molesky for being on Driving in Heels. Make sure to subscribe to Driving in Heels to hear more manufacturer interviews every week. And every week I talk directly to the manufacturers to get you the latest information about vehicles you're interested in. No opinions, just straight facts from the automakers themselves. I'm your host, Laura Reynolds, and that wraps up this week's Driving in Heels. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Driving in Heels. There'll be more next week when Laura Reynolds talks directly to the manufacturers about the cars you love and the cars you want to know more about on Driving in Heels. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? 
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.